Thank you for tuning in to CCF Lowell's podcast. Wherever you are, we pray that you would be encouraged by today's message. To learn more about us, please visit www.ccflowell.org. And you can also find us on YouTube and Facebook. Genesis chapter, hallelujah, 2 verse 18. The Lord God said, it is not good for the man to be alone. I will make a helper suited to him. But before I go in there, I feel led in my spirit as inspiration from the spirit to say what the psalmist says. The psalmist cried out, help Lord. For the faithful man ceases. Help, Lord. Help, Lord. I feel strongly, and I don't know. Sometimes I wait for like some kind of like a, uh, uh, excitement in my belly or something. But I feel very strongly that somebody needs help here today. And it has nothing to do with the sermon because it's, the sermon is about something else. But the only help that you're going to get that you need is from the Lord. And, and, and you should cry out, help, Lord. If you have been in such a place where it looks like everything is falling apart, I'm here to tell you, no one can help you but Jesus. But Jesus is a present help. He is a present help in a day of trouble. So if you are that person that I'm talking about right now, I want to encourage you right now not to be in no way embarrassed, but to stand up and put your hands up and say, help, Lord. I want, I want to have faith with you right now that help is on the way. Help is on the way. I, I, I know that I feel it in my bones that you are here today and you need a help that no government can give you no social worker can give you, no pastor can give you, but Jesus can. But Jesus can help you. So if you're here, will you stand up so I could get into my sermon and I'll pray with you right now. Yes, amen. And anybody, yes, yes, yes. I, I knew it. You need a miracle. You need a miracle. You need a miracle. Yes, yes, yes. You need this. You need, oh, shata rabababa. Yes, God sees you, sir. God sees you right now. God sees you, right? God sees you. God sees you. God sees you. Come on, come on. God sees you. Oh, shatarabarababa. Will the church of Jesus pray with me right now? Will you open your mouth? Open your mouth. The Bible says when Peter was in prison, the church met together and they prayed so, so loud that the prisons, the prisons, shackles and bonds collapsed. The Bible says when the people of God, when the apostles, they prayed, the earth shook. Come on, people of God, will you open your mouth and pray? Remain standing, those of you right now, and let's all together pray. God, see your people. They're standing before you. I want those that are standing, shout help. Help, Lord. Come on, shout help. Help, Lord. Amen. The Lord sees you. The Lord heard you. Be, be full of faith right now. That whatever it is, the battle is not yours. The battle is the Lord. Help is on its way. 
in Jesus' name. Come on, shout praise the Lord. Hey! Hallelujah! Help, Lord! Help, Lord! Four, four Sundays ago, I, I come, I want you to know, whenever I come forward to, and, and kneel here, it's not because I'm so holy, and it's not because to show you my, my heels, and not to, you know, to, to get you in, to do the same. I come here because I need help. And I, four weeks ago, I came down there and I knelt. It was two days before I was going to, to California to celebrate my spiritual mother's 90th birthday. Uh, and uh, I said, Lord, before I go, uh, I'm leaving on Wednesday. It was Sunday, God. We, we needed, uh, every year we need teachers. And it's, it's, like, it's like teachers today is, uh, there's a lot of industries that need help. But schools are in the most need for help today. There's not many teachers out there. There's not many people want to teach, you know. And... Um, there's issue, even a sign down the street over there, teachers needed. Uh, everywhere in Lowell, everywhere teachers needed. So I, uh, when, we, when we shut down, not shut down, I mean like when the school ended this year, uh, we needed like five. But, but before the school really ended, two, two came in and then we needed down to three. Uh, and all three of them are in the middle school, math and English and, and history. And when my daughter, you know... Uh, the administrator of the school contacted five other four, four or five other administrators of Christian schools. They said to her, "We need the same. We need the same thing." And there's no applications and there's no resumes available. I cried out there. I said, "Lord, will you give me at least one before I go away, so I could go away and kind of enjoy a little bit the vacation days?" On Monday, on Sunday night, that day Sunday, I went home. I got a text from a brother who met a brother in another church, just graduated and wants to teach. Met him on Monday. He was hired on Tuesday. I went to California on, on, on Wednesday. <laughs> Last Sunday, I came down here. I said, Lord, will you, will you give us another one as a gift for Pastor Jennifer's birthday, which was yesterday? Well, on, on, on Sunday, I prayed. On Monday, a young man walked in. For a math, talked to him, hired him on Wednesday. He came, signed the contract on Friday. Happy birthday. Now, now we need one more language teacher. And, and they prefer to have a female because we got three male all of a sudden now. You know, teach. So I am saying this to tell you God is listening to the cry of your heart. Don't ever. So I said to the Lord Bishop, I said to him, God forgive me, I've been a nag lately. I've been nagging you at least 10 to 15 times a day. I don't know if you think like I do, but I talk to the Lord that way. I said, Lord, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry if I've been a nag. Is that because lack of faith? But I said, Lord, wait a minute. I remember you tell us a parable in the New Testament about this woman that was a nag. And she went to this judge in the middle of the night, and she kept knocking on the door, and he got up to give her what she wants so she could leave him alone so he could sleep. Remember that parable? And he said, so is your heavenly father. So I said, okay, you said it, you did it. I also received more nagging from me. Hallelujah. 
And uh, don't ever feel that you are nagging him. He wants you to cry. He wants you. He says, ask and it shall be given. You know that verb ask? It's really in the Greek, keep on asking. And the, the verb knock and the door shall be opened unto you. Keep on knocking. Okay? So you just have to keep on doing I. When I need something that I know only he can do, I tell him about 25 times a day at least. In a shower, in the car, on my knees before I go to bed, I go down on my knees, I kiss the mattress, I say, thank you, Lord. I'm going to nag you again before I sleep. Can you please? This morning before I came here, I said, Lord, you did it. You're doing it. Can you do one more? Come on. We just need one more. We need one more. Amen. Hallelujah. Are you learning something today? Amen. This is not a sophisticated, this is not a sophisticated pulpit. This is a simple pulpit that speaks the truth of the word of God. Amen. Help. So the Lord God said, it is not good for the man to be alone. I will make a helper suited to him. And it's amazing, uh, really, if you were here that Sunday, you should listen to Bishop's message again, especially if you have relationship issues, which you all do. You should listen to it again and again. I listened to it three times. Hallelujah. But what I know is today I want to share with you is this. Jesus said, it's better for you that I go away. Because when I go away, the other helper. Hallelujah. That same word in Hebrew, the word help in this verse, it's the same Greek word that God calls the Holy Spirit. Helper. So the female species of the humankind was made by God as a helper to the male species of the humankind, the same, the same office and function of the Holy Spirit to all of humankind. <laughs> Hallelujah. And I looked it up and looked for the definition of help. And I found in a dictionary, make it easier for someone to do something by offering one's services or resources. Men, your woman is next to you to make things easier for you. The Holy Spirit, hallelujah, in you is to make things easier for you. The majority of help that I received from a human being in my life made things more difficult. Because I know the reason today, and I'm old enough to be honest and say it. Because we, we move in emotions and we move in the flesh. But don't help me unless the Holy Spirit moves you. Because that's, that's the time that you'll make things easier for me. As, as a helper in a relationship, I'm, you see, I'm talking to believers here. Are we believers? I'm talking to spirit-filled men and women of God. We, we are different species. 
I, told, I said somebody, to somebody yesterday, uh, I said, when you become when born again, uh, all born again believers uh, are, not, are not natural, normal people. We're not. <laughs> if you feel natural and normal, you have not become born again yet. You need to be reborn. The, to the point that you know that you could feel you, you are peculiar, you're different than the whole world. We, we think differently. We feel differently. We look, let me give you one example about what that means. Before we became born again, we were all pigs. Hallelujah. I know you came to be encouraged today. But when we became born again, we became sheep. And the difference between a pig and a sheep is very, very simple. A pig is an animal that loves dirt, enjoys dirt, have fun in dirt. You take him, you wash him, you scrub him, you put perfume on him, you send him out, he looks for the dirt, he goes, runs to the dirt, jumps in the dirt, and loves it. That's who you used to be before you became born again. Hello? But when you become a sheep, a sheep hates dirt. When the sheep gets washed, goes out, he does everything in his ability to stay away from dirt. But he cannot help it but get his feet dirty. That's why there's the good shepherd that washes feet. So this is what I do before I go to sleep every night. Father, thank you that you are my great shepherd. Will you wash my feet if it got dirty today? I had, even if I did something, I did not aware what I did. Help me, wash me, and I go to sleep. I sleep like a baby. I snore all night long. Get your feet washed every night. So do you understand the difference? I'm not a normal person anymore that loves dirt. I don't like to be angry. I don't like to look at a woman and lust after her. I, I don't like to fall in sin. I used to never bother you before those things. Those things never used to bother because you were normal, but now you're not normal. These things do bother you. That's called the Holy Spirit in you, convicting you. I, am I speaking to somebody here today? Do I have any witness in the house? So because of that, as a not a normal person, what makes me not natural is the supernatural Holy Spirit that lives in me. He helps me to help others. He helped me to be a good helper. A good helper is somebody that makes things easy. I have met so many people, Bishop, that will come to me. Oh, I should not have been doing this. Pastor, you should not have been doing this. And, and they say it like four times, and I'm waiting for them to do it. But they don't do it. They just keep telling me, you should not have been doing this. Well, who do they expect to do it if I don't do it? You're the one who's saying that I should not be doing it. Why don't you do it, for crying out loud? If you do it, then I don't have to do it. Because you're making things harder for me to find somebody to go do it. Right? Well, you're the one who's telling me that I should not be doing it. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. 
a ministry of that. Uh, but then listen to this definition, it's amazing. Make it easier for someone to do something by offering one's services or resources. Our vision in this, in this ministry is to attract guests. We used to call them visitors until the Lord said to me, they're not visitors, they are guests. And then to turn every guest to an attendee. Do you know what an attendee is? That someone attends church. Yeah. You, we have attendees on, on, you know, in their living room. We have attendees here. So attendee. But then we want to turn every attendee to a member. Why? Why is that? Because an attendee will say, I go to that church. A member will say, I go to my church. This is what we tell people when they come to the membership class. Uh, there is not one person here that owns this building. We, I fought this with the bank 20 years ago. I say, there will be no personal guarantees and that this building will not be owned by any individual or even just two or three people. All the members of this church owns everything that's in this building, including the vision and the, and the ministry. So that's what it belongs. Be, you know, and and that's, what, that's what goes on on record. Because I do know hundreds of pastors that they own the building. That's their building. The people pay the mortgage and it belongs to them. Not too long ago, one, one of them sold the building and took the money and went somewhere else. Membership is so important because membership means belonging. Membership gives you belonging and ownership. But then we want to turn every member to a minister. And a minister is not a title. A minister is a function that's in a, really is a servant, service. Let me give you a little story. Are you ready for another story? Because you're going to fall asleep on me. Let, me. let me let you laugh for a moment. The first time I went back to my home country, Lebanon, I got there into the airport over there. They give you a little, you know, something to fill out, your name, you know, everything, and your occupation. I put minister, and, and when I gave it to the officer over there, he stood and saluted me, because the word minister in those countries is like the minister of interior, you know, the minister of foreign affairs. So he thought, I'm, 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 I'm an official minister. He really stood there. I was so scared. I said, oh my gosh, what did I do now? Jesus, help me. I said, sir, what's the matter? He goes, he goes, sir, you're a minister. You shouldn't be in this line. You go. I said, I said, no, no, wait, wait. I think you misunderstood. I'm a minister of the gospel. He goes, oh. And he, and he said, doubt. <laughs> but then, but then I've, after I finished, I said, what's the matter with me? I should have stayed saying, I am a minister of, of the kingdom of God. I'm a minister of foreign affairs of the kingdom of God. So next time, next time I go, I will, I will put minister of the kingdom. Amen. Hallelujah. We want every one of you to become a minister. We want to help you to be a minister. In my first job in this nation, when I was a custodian and then I became a salesman and a sales manager and general manager and the owner of the dealership that I, that I worked in, there was a manager there, a parts manager in that dealership that I, I admired. I learned from him so much. Every time he hired somebody in his department, the first thing he asked him to do, you know what? Clean the toilet. 
these people came in with degrees and, and filled out the application. And this guy said, okay, uh, you're hired. The first thing to go clean that toilet. Do you hear the silence, Bishop, in here? The silence is so deafening. Hallelujah. You know what? I do it even till now. Yesterday, yesterday was an awesome day. I was outside with about one, two, three, four, maybe five people, one female and four men. We did so much work out there. It's gorgeous outside. I wish it was sunny today to take you out and show you what we did. Amazingly gorgeous. Now, I want to take you in the Word of God and show you something that is so important that we've never talked about in here. I don't think we have. Um, go with me now to... Uh, let's say a little bit about the Holy Spirit. John 14, 15. Jesus says, I will ask the Father and he will give you another helper. This is another word for helper. From the Amplified Bible says, what's, what is a helper? A comforter, an advocate, an intercessor, a counselor, a strengthener, a standby. Is that beautiful? To be with you forever. Who is that? The Holy Spirit. But what I'm coming to and I'm going to show you from the Bible, that is the function of each and every one of you, of us. We are supposed to be helpers to each other. What's a helper? Number one, comforter. That's the first thing. If you really want to help me, comfort me. Don't make things harder. Don't come and say, you know what, Pastor, you know, I don't like the color of that rug. And the rug was already installed. So what do you want to do about it? Paint it? <laughs> Live with it. And even if you don't like it, come and say, wow, that's so beautiful. You're not lying. You're comforting. All right. He goes, another helper, comforter is number one, advocate. You know what an advocate is? Uh, we, in, in, the, in the Lebanese, we say avocado, which is lawyer. You want to help me be my lawyer? What does that mean? Defend me. When someone comes to you after the service, oh, you know, that pastor, you know, you know. right away, your antenna should go, what's the matter with my pastor? When you do that, he, he will not dare to say what's the next step, the next phrase. Are we together this morning? Yes. I know I'm not here, you know, I'm going to give you, I need to give you what I'm giving you. It's time to really get into the next level in this, in this ministry. It, it's about time. I'm 70 years old. It's about time for me to say these things that I have not said. We, we need people here that dream, live Breathe CCF because that's your house, that's your family. Yes, we belong to universal body of Christ, but God put us in CCF to get the function done in CCF. We defend each other. We help each other. We love one another. Don't you ever talk to me about Bishop. Don't you ever talk to me about the first thing I will tell you if you come to me, let's go see him. Let's go talk together. Let's go, let's go talk. You have something to tell me about him. Let's go find him. Amen. And I'm not just talking about me. 
If somebody will come tell you, you know, that guy that was leading this, you know, did you like his pants? You see that pants up there? You, you, want, you have something against his pants. Let's go talk to him. The person will either run away or say, you know, hey man, help, help, help. I am seriously saying help. It's time to graduate from these childish things and stop the gossip and stop the bickering and stop the dickering. Nothing is happening like I have no idea. Let me tell you, I am so free to preach this. Because I am not aware of any problem. So what I'm giving you is preventive medicine. So that there will not be problems. Because we are growing. This ministry is growing. You cannot tell today, but that's because of all this alert about, and, and vacation and all that. But we are growing. We're growing big. Amen. John, John um, so an advocate. Uh, then I want us to go down to the ministry of helps in the church. First Corinthians. Hallelujah. Chapter 12, verse 28. It's an amazing verse in the Bible. That we don't take time and study it together. But today we are. First Corinthians 12, 28. In the NIV goes. And God has placed in the church first of all apostles. Second, prophets. Third, teachers, then miracles, then gifts of healing, then gifts of helping, gifts of helps, or in another translation, ministry of helps. What is the Holy Spirit doing here? He's putting the apostles, the prophets, the teachers, the miracles, the healing, and the helpers on the same level. It's a ministry just like the ministry of apostles. You see, um, in, in the book of Acts and chapter 6, it says, At this time, while disciples were increasing in number, a complaint arose from the Hellenistic Jews against the native Hebrews because their widows were being served food double more. And the twelve summoned the congregation of the disciples and, and, and they say, it's not good for us to neglect the preaching of the word in order to serve tables. But select from among you good reputation people, people full of the Holy Spirit and wisdom, whom we may put in charge of these things so they could take care of these things so that we will devote ourselves to prayer and to the ministry of the word. Do you know what that tells me? I should have not in the last 40 years done anything else but praying and minister the word. But, but I, 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 I didn't. I did everything else from cleaning the toilet to cutting the grass to everything else. It's my fault. But it's okay. Today's a new day. Help. It's, the ministry of helps is anything that helps the, the five-fold ministry get the job done. You see, there's a job that needs to get done, and we need your help to get it done. And that's what's good about it. And God is putting everyone there. What's a helper? An usher, a greeter, a sound person, a, a, a photographer, 
I looked this morning and I see this world for people. She comes down, you know, at this wonderful young lady and she, she goes down in there and she, you know, she, she's so passionate about doing what, what she's doing. I, I don't know if Jasmine made, is Jasmine here today? Sister Jasmine, would you come help me right now? I need help. And uh, I remember to call on Jasmine now because of the word that the Holy Spirit just gave me. Looking and watching this photographer this morning, they, don't, they do it because of passion, help. So when, when I preached about kingdom fashion, and I said somebody should really start a kingdom boutique, you know, Pastor Jennifer said to me, God, Dad, at the end, that's really serious. I think we should, we should do that. And we, we wanted to start a kingdom boutique. And then this beautiful, lovely kingdom fashion lady, her name is Jasmine and, 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 and Matuku and, and her husband Tim over there, hello. She, she said, I, I would like to take care of this. And, and she started. And yesterday, while I was outside working in the grass and Delcy and, and Paul Keen and everything, she and her buddy, her friend Julia, they were inside the building yesterday on Saturday for four hours at least, you know, working in the boutique. Can you tell us, I would like first to hear, I would, you could be comfortable to say whatever it wants to say, but there's one thing that I would like you to say, or what you told Pastor Jennifer mm -hmm. about serving in there. What happened? What did, what did it do to you? Uh, go ahead. You know what to do. Come, you could come. I give you authority. <laughs> I, you are here to help me. When I delegate someone to help me, I step aside and you are, when this is so real, anything that you are willing to help, you take my place while you're doing it. Good morning, church. Blessed be the name of the Lord. So when we, uh, when Pastor Najim said talking about the Kingdom Boutique, um, I didn't, well, it hit me because I have, I have to be honest. Uh, the Holy Spirit said speaking to me at that time because I love, you know, I love clothes and I love a bargain. And I knew that, you know, to be honest, I had been praying for a very long time about what I should be doing and what, um, what I feel God with all, you know, the gifts and whatever it is that I have, what can I be doing with it? And sometimes something happens in your life. Sometimes life happens and, you know, um, you find yourself in a, in a place where you start asking, is this all there is to life? How much time do I have? You know, and you start living in a deliberate way. You start, you, you start feeling intentional about, about life. And, and I know that some of us have been through, you know, have been through things, that, especially the last, you know, the past year. And, you know, it has provoked in you something about life and provoked in you something about, about about kingdom business, about, about souls, about why are you here? What is it that God has placed you here to do? You know, and I, and I believe that in each of us, the Bible says that he has placed in each of us a, a treasure in this earthen vessel such that the excellence of, of the spirit may be of God and not of you. So in each of you, there is a treasure and in each of you, there is something that God put you in its earth to do. And it would be really, really sad, like pastor keeps saying, you know, the grave is the most, is the richest place that there is on earth. 
But so many times we go, we go home with the gifts that God has placed in us. So my challenge today and my challenge was, what is it that God has placed in me that I can be sharing with the body of Christ so as to be able to move the kingdom forward? Because it's about the kingdom. We are not here to occupy space, church. It's about the kingdom. Everything that you do, when you walk in through those doors and you find Brother Victor, he welcomes you in. He has gone to a place where he understands it's about the kingdom. When the worship team leads us in, in, in ministry, it's not about Adida or about the rest of the worship team. I was talking to the brother that plays the drums here the other day, yeah. and I can't help but notice week after week, the guy enjoys himself when he's playing yes, the drums. Yes, 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 you yes. cannot be... You cannot have a doubt about what it is that he is doing. He is in spiritual warfare. He's hidden behind there, but he's exercising and using his gift for the kingdom. Amen. So what has God placed in you today? Amen. What has God put in you? What is that treasure that he has put in you that you're sitting on it that could be a blessing to the body of Christ? Praise God. So maybe we need to start a skills bank, pastor. Maybe we need to start a skills bank okay. or a gift bank. People in this church have got so many gifts. There are so many gifts that you're taking <clears throat> to the marketplace, which is good, you know. But how about bringing some of those gifts to the, to the church and using them here? Some of you are excellent as customer service. What a blessing that would be if when you walk in through those doors, somebody smiles at you because you're getting into the father's house. Which Praise other place God. would be more important than being welcomed here? They smile at you. They make you feel special. They make you feel like they're the most important person. And then after I walk in, they treat Brenda the same. You know? Some of you have got mad skills in copy editing or in, in, in marketing. I remember there was a time that uh, Sister Julie, she's not here today. I don't think she is. But she stepped up. You know, Minister Donna was not able to print some stuff that was needed in the church. And she stepped up because that is what she does in the marketplace. And we were able to get all the things that were needed for the business meeting Amen. that was being Amen. held. Amen. So Amen. I'm here to say there is something in each and every one of you. We have a lot of nurses in this place. We have people in the medical field. How can you plug in that gift that you have? So that the kingdom of God continues to move forward. Praise God. Amen. It's about the kingdom. Amen. Let me know when you want me to stop, Pastor. Because I could go on. Oh. <laughs> so, I, I what was... the boutique did for me. <laughs> <laughs> I was just about to stand up. But you could have 30 more seconds. Okay. So, what the boutique did for me is that it provided a place for me to connect with the body. You know, I have been in this church for a very long time. And as pastor has said, we have grown as a body. You know, I like it when pastor Jen says, let's have 60 seconds to talk to one another. Let's have 60 seconds to share a pop-up you know, pop testimony. Hallelujah. That 60 seconds, I can tell you, I may be here. I look like I'm bored, but I'm also an introvert. That has pushed me beyond my limits. I have met my sister here. And she shared with me a couple of weeks ago what God is doing in her life. Last week, I was able to meet Esther and her mom. I was been able to meet Denise and Catherine in, the, in, in, the, in, in the boutique. Hallelujah. I have been able to meet Elijah and his parents. Elijah is a little baby. But I enjoyed, when his mother was shopping, Caroline, I enjoyed just spending time with him. That is what it's all about. If we do not connect as a body, then we cannot really push the kingdom of God, of God forward. So we need to connect. But yeah. for us to connect, we need to be able to serve one another. Praise and God. that is what pastor is asking for. Amen. Figure out within yourself 
prayerfully ask the Holy Spirit, why am I here? And get plugged in into that. Because when you get plugged in into something that you're passionate about, then it doesn't become work. I could come here and spend the whole day in the boutique organizing so that you all can come and support the ministry after that because I'm passionate about that. Hallelujah. So Amen. be plugged into something that you're passionate about. Amen. Amen. Praise God. So, listen. You, you, all, you all need to go see her in the boutique today. You don't have, if you don't have to buy. We're not selling anything. We're really doing this whole thing to help the missionaries. You could give from a dollar to a thousand to help a missionary. You don't have to give anything, I'm telling you. But go encourage these lovely people. Debbie Breer was here too, yesterday too. She brought in so much stuff and filled and they worked. So there is people that are doing a lot of stuff behind the scenes, you know. Now, what happens is this, and I, I don't want to stay too, 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 too much more because we're running out of time, is this. The ministry of helps is anything that helps, you know, the pastor, the leader to get the job done. But this is the problem, and it's very unfortunate, that many in the congregation, they treat those in the ministry of help. Again, the ministry of help is really anything, anything that helps the, 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 the pastor, anything from, 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 a, from a, a, a singing, from, from leading worship, from drumming. I, I was there when I saw her talking to the drummer. She was not... She didn't know that. I stood there and I listened to what she, I was like, yes, Jasmine. Because I wonder how many goes to the drummer and thank him for drumming every Sunday. I, you know, because, and, and actually, he's right there with his lovely wife and two, two boys, you know. Yeah. And I'm not, a, I'm not a musician, but I've been in the church for four years to know the difference between drumming, my own son was our, one of our first drummer actually, and he was so good. We got one of the best drummers in, in, in the world. <laughs> yeah. Actually, when, when, we, when I looked up this morning, I saw, you know, Isaiah and Saul and Saul's son and the drummer, they, they, are, they call themselves familiar because they are really related. They are all, you know, brothers and sisters and cousins and, and in-laws and outlaws and, you know. <laughs> Bunch of Puerto Ricans, you know, doing, making noise up there on the, on, the, on the stage. So, listen, this is what happens in every church. People go down after church to the nursery. And the, the people that are serving in nursery, they go to them, oh, you missed a great service. <laughs> Have you ever done that? If you did it, just repent silently and don't ever do it again. They did not miss anything. You missed serving. You've been selfish for 20 years. Don't you ever go to a Sunday school teacher, oh, you missed another good service. They put you down there. Do you know what we lack in this house? Today I said, Lord, if I have the guts to call few men to come with umbrellas and stand outside and help every lady that comes in. But I never had the guts to ask any one of you to go with an umbrella. 
because actually I was, we were saying that at the meeting last week with the, with the usher, and they say, well, you know, if we are out there, we're gonna miss. No, 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 no. You, when you serve God, you will miss nothing. God will, God will make it up for you. When a member of a congregation goes to the children's classes, some say, boy, oh boy, oh boy, boy, oh boy. You know, they, so they are known as the misted people. No, 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 not at all. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. So this ministry is not just for you that you do something. It's part of the ministries that God put in the church, apostles, prophets, teachers, miracles, gifts of administration, and ministry of help. Ministry of help is, is, is listed among them. Anything that helps is a ministry as any other ministry, not second class, not just a worker. Oh, you know what, you know, no. Finish with this. Helps. The word helps. That helps ministry. What does it really stand for? Helps. Help. Help. Helps. You don't have that? It's not there? It should be there. H for having. E enough. L loving. P people as serving. Having enough loving people serving. Having enough loving people serving. Do you know what we'll, that when we do, when we have enough loving people serving, we will have a revolution in this area. The kingdom of God will be established. God will add what the book, book of Acts says. He was adding daily those that were saved. He will add and add and add in this ministry. And you will tell your children and girl children, I am part of what God is doing in CCF Law. God bless you. Thanks again for tuning in. We pray the Lord has used this message to speak to you today. If you'd like to stay connected, please subscribe to our weekly podcasts. We pray God's blessing over you wherever you are and wherever you go.